What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Recess, a mental health podcast. I'm your host, Reed Burvick, and today we are talking about changing your life through changing your patterns. Let's get into it. What's up, everybody? Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Recess. So glad that you're here. Hope y'all are having a good week. Let's jump right into our topic today, all right? So lately, I've been thinking a lot about change. Now, in my personal life, I've uprooted my normal and I've moved to Maine for the next few weeks and I aim to travel a little bit around the country for the next year. I'm originally from Colorado and change in the midst of my transition is very front and center and there are a lot of reasons why. So I decided to take this trip for, I suppose, a lot of reasons. Travel seems fun. I wanted to get outside of my comfort zone. I wanted to try new things. I wanted a lot of different reasons, right? But the one that matters in in the context of mental health is that of shifting my patterns. I felt a little bit stuck in a personal rut of sorts. I was fairly healthy. Things were going fine. There was a lot of things I was working on, and I realized there were parts of my life that had been consistent for quite some time and not the good kind of consistency, a consistency that I I didn't love. There are things I was doing or wasn't doing that happened for a long period of time and I wanted to change that such that I decided to do something entirely different, which brings us to our subject today. To change your life, you have to change your patterns. Now, let's frame this briefly. I will not seek the change that I desire by choosing to one time move across the country. Change happens day to day and the small decisions over time. So my decision is my decision. It's something that I want to do and I have to make sure I'm consistently doing different things each and every day. So the reason I say that is to say you don't have to move across the country. All right. So we're going to be looking at change on a day to day basis. And one of the reasons for this is we can become so freaked out by the scope of change. If we're not looking day to day, if we're looking at this massive, oh man, by the end of season four of my life, I got to be here. We can lose scope. We know where we struggle. We know where we want to go. And the daunting nature of life change is too massive here. So we quit or we don't start. And understandably so. I want us to be able to catch a vision for change in the right now, the little things. This begins with self-awareness. The awareness of self in the midst of the systems or, or the dynamics around us, this type of awareness is the start. And it's only the start. So many people get stuck in a lack of change because they intellectualize everything and don't put it into action. If we know everything but never apply the knowledge, what's it all for? What's the point? So self-awareness is the start. It's the start. Pattern shifting is the meat of the action and connection is often the why. Okay, so why is connection important in this whole conversation? Now, our wiring as human beings, if you think about it, so whether it's spiritually or you look at biologically and brain chemistry, we are connection-oriented beings. We want connection with others such that many of our behaviors are centered around connection. We are either moving towards connection, coping from a lack of connection, or trying to prove we don't need to connect in some sort of a self-protective measure. 
Inevitably, the latter is impossible as addiction is so powerful because we feel connected with a thing or person or substance. Like we're proving we don't need to connect by isolating and when we don't connect, maybe we cope through something else and the reason that works so well other than maybe a brain level dependence is that we feel connection and consistency with that thing. The connection is powerful. So in situations in our life, in our past, where connection is, even if it's unhealthy, there our patterns will begin. Okay, so what does this mean? When you were growing up, your family dynamics were set. Your parents or guardians created environments with which you settled into what I like to call relational equilibrium. We each had a baseline of interaction, a system of familiarity that ran the show for how we related to others. What we took or expected from others and what we gave and others expected from us and overall how we saw the relational landscape of the world. That's our relational equilibrium. All of this was fostered around connection or absence of healthy connection. For example, an adult who can only express anger, if their anger outburst started as a child, their behavior of anger was likely the only way they could get connection with an adult in their lives. The behavior was fueled by the attempt to get connection, however unhealthy or unnerving the behavior was. Think about all the rules, all the emotional standards, the conflict orientation of your family. They created your equilibrium. They created your equilibrium and we will repeat them until we choose something different. So we're back to step one. If you find yourself in patterns of relationships with others that you don't like, are they similar to the relational dynamics of your early life? Are you repeating what you know? Whether it be what you're bringing to the table or what they're bringing to the table or both. Are you repeating what you know? Self-awareness here is the start. In a different sense, if you're depressed or struggling with anxiety or working through any issue that seems chronic, what is your pattern? Are you doing what you've always done? When you engage with a trigger, for example, is your reaction the same as it always has been? Now, if someone struggles with depression, maybe they feel this trigger of sorts, right? Someone made a comment at work that set them off, so they feel down on themselves. They start talking bad things to themselves. Next time, you know, they go home. They ignore any texts or calls. They isolate going into the weekend, and they numb. Food, drink, drugs, Netflix, whatever it may be, and maybe they spiral. How familiar is this pattern to us? We have to know and become aware of the patterns that we employ in our lives, we have to be aware of the system patterns we are a part of if we wanna know how to change them. One of the benefits of medication is it can help lift the fog and give us a little boost to be able to do something different. If we have a mental health diagnosis, anxiety, depression, bipolar, whatever it may be, medication can help because it lifts, lifts the fog to be able to do something different. But with medication alone and no pattern changing, we aren't gonna find the life that we want. If you're depressed and on meds, but still live a depressed lifestyle, you are still going to struggle with depression. We have to shift the pattern towards health. This is where life change occurs. And neurology tells us that neuropathways dictate our life. What we do over and over creates a stronger connection in our brain. You can go back to episode five for an in-depth look at this. To change a pattern means we change our brain. 
And what neuroscience tells us is that our brains always have the capability to change. You can do this. It's scientific. Your brain has the ability to shift and to change. We can have hope in that biological reality. So I've laid the groundwork for self-awareness, I hope, and the importance of understanding the patterns of your life. Now, how do we do it? How do we actually change it? If you've been depressed for 10 years or been in this relationship or friend group from five plus years, how do you reverse that? I don't want to spiral in. How do I stop? You have to take it one step at a time, one day at a time. You have to orient your decision making and your awareness to decision making in the moments that are in front of you. You identify your pattern. You figure out what you do that causes you pain. We can't control out there. We can only control in here. For example, if you get depressed, find your triggers. What sets you off? What wounds are coming up for you? For me, I've talked about depression a lot. I've struggled with depression. Feeling left out and feeling unwanted are two of my biggest wounds. When I engage with friends or with groups of people where I experience this, I can begin to spiral. I know my triggers. I know my triggers. So I know my triggers. Then I have to realize, okay, what am I doing? What do I literally do with my body when this occurs? When I'm in a bad place, I isolate. I go into my room. I turn the lights off and I stream a lot of Netflix or some other service. I withdraw from people. I do not exercise. My eating habits are not great. I don't eat a lot. At this point, a lot of people are thinking, okay, Reed does these things behaviorally and and based on what he says, he has to change his pattern. So what does he need to do differently to ensure he doesn't isolate? And we are going to get there, but we have to look at the step that matters first. The step that matters first in this order, we have to change the pattern of our beliefs about self. What are the things you begin to believe about yourself when you are in a bad place? How are you speaking to yourself? Gosh, I'm so unlovable. Nobody wants to be around me. How could you be so stupid? You are never going to amount to anything. We believe things about ourselves that hurt us and keep us entrenched in unhealthy habits. These are our negative core beliefs. We have to be able to realize that when a trigger happens, a belief happens and then the behavior happens. So if we can get to the belief first, changing the actual habit and pattern is going to be huge. That's why me moving across the country isn't going to fix anything if I am not dealing with my core beliefs. Changing our environment can be helpful because it allows us the possibility of doing something different in a fresh way. Leaving a job can be huge. Moving can be huge for some people. Changing our room up reorganizing right you get it you get it we have to deal with our beliefs we start by awareness of them then we start to question them then we start to change them towards positive beliefs we replace we have to deal with the beliefs about ourselves and this takes a long time this is a slow day-by-day process we don't have to do all of those three steps in a day The first step is just awareness. The second step, right? It happens over time. It does not have to be perfect. We just want trajectory. So once we deal with our beliefs, we look at our behaviors. So we isolate. Maybe we drink. Maybe we're running to stream or play video games to escape. When I am depressed, I have to 
get away from my dark basement room. I have to go to a coffee shop and be around people, even if I'm not talking to them. I have to go and just sit by a window. I have to do something differently. What's my eating or exercise habits? I have to do something differently. We take stock of our patterns. The things we do are like a dance. This happens, then I take this step and we're moving. Change your choreography. Change your choreography. Once we identify one of our behaviors, we don't have to do them all at once, right? Like I isolate and I do this and I do this and I do this. Change one. Do one differently today for five minutes. If I'm struggling with anxiety and I typically get stuck in a spiral of thought, can I go for a walk? Can I just notice the trees? Can I do one breathing exercise for 30 seconds? And I know this is easier said than done. I know it's so hard when we don't feel motivated to do anything. I know it's hard to express our needs to our friends when we haven't done it for 10 years. I get that. I empathize with the difficulty of it. That's why we have therapists or or medications or support systems or group work. And we have to change our pattern. We have to do something differently to change the way we live. Pick one thing. Notice your pattern and do the opposite of it. If you isolate, how do you text one person about something random or go to a coffee shop and be around other people? If you spiral and get stuck inside in your own head, how do you go outside and notice what's around you? Just do one for five minutes every day and it's gonna start to make a difference. You have the ability to change your patterns and change your life and don't do it alone. Do it with the community that's around you. You can do it. Thanks for stopping in today, y'all. I hope you have a great rest of your day. Peace.